We are back from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and back on Borderline with Bernie Neighbors. I'm Jeff McCarriger. We are doing this show way too late. I got to tell you, I actually took a nap today. I was so tired. Really? I After bet. everything, I know that's going to make you sick because you had to move today. But yeah. uh, you know, I I, like it's not so bad just, for me. Worn, I was just worn out from the whole from the whole week. About four o'clock. You know, if we had done the show today when we originally were going to do yeah. it, I was fired up, man. I was, I was yeah. fired. It's, it's probably good that we didn't do the show. It's, it's my fault. I, for those, will, those that don't no, know. No, no, no. no I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying it's probably a good thing because, because I was so fired up. I, I don't know what I don't know what I would have said or what would have happened. So maybe it's maybe it's better now. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm like, yeah. You were pretty fired up. You were fired up on Sunday or Saturday night, whenever it was. Oh, you were fired up, man. I, I was fired up all week. We were, yeah, we were going through, I guess, the uh, – the gauntlet there, the qualifier, and you were coming up and talking to me, and I could tell you were fired up about some stuff. You were angry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was excited to be there, too, just to see it, because I felt like last year I kind of missed out on all that, you know, yeah. all that emotion and all that drama. And um, so this year I wanted to, even though we only stuck around for, I don't know, an hour and a half or so, I still wanted to see some of the matches and, you know, see how some. About our, how about our streaming guy? That Maybe one of the best matches of the entire 10 days is the last match to qualify Jake, and he played his tail off, and he's one. I mean, one unlucky bounce in essence from being an ACL pro. So he'll be streaming with us again. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's this this thing. I mean, I, I I might have said this on the show before, but for those who who are watching the show who don't, again, not not uh, you know totally hundred percent into this world, so. The final day of World Championships is the pro qualifier, so it's kind of it's yes. kind of like um, it's kind of like Q school in golf. So there's Perfect. only you know, every year. So there's 256 pros every year. There are, there are several that drop off. So this year there were 32 open slots. Well, there were like 800 people or more, right, yeah. playing for 32 slots. Four percent and 32 gets in, 33 is out. I mean, it's just it's really it's really that cutthroat. I mean, it's really, so they yeah. play all day, all night. Just to try and qualify to get their pro card, just, just like yeah. you know, just like in golf, you try to get your tour card. But it's super like intense, very emotional. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've 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 said I said this during the week that you know it's it's I don't think it's quite there yet, but I would say in a couple of years, you know, as long as this sport continues to to grow, and there's no reason it shouldn't. Um, I th I think that's like a almost like a made for TV type reality deal. I think ESP ESP three. Minimum as much stuff as we put yes. on ESPN three. There's no reason we can't move that over to that broadcast court now. Would they want to? Because you know how that works. I mean, they're playing, 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 like you said all day. Hey guys, take a two hour break. We're going to move you to the big broadcast court where everything's different. Yeah. Like I don't know if we. You know what I mean? Like you, you play in eight hours. We're going to move you over here. The boards are faster. The lights, all the stuff. I don't know, yeah. but I think it would be awesome. Well, I've heard I've heard Trey uh, j just in and and th this is I mean take this for what it's worth because I'm always right. the last to know but I have I have talked to Trey I've heard him talk a little bit about it I think I think the large picture of everything is they would like to get these live stream courts yes. to where they are immediately able to put them on TV so that we can so if we wanted to do some sort of ESPN three coverage they right. are going to be happy with the lighting you know the 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 camera work. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? you know, just, yeah. 
but but uh, but it's an, it's an expense, right? But you're right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, so it, it takes a little bit to to raise all that stuff up to you know ESPN three standards. But if they can do it, then we can just do it there and just bounce back and forth between the courts. Um, you know, and take and take some of those. I don't know what you take it down to the final sixteen matches. I mean, whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be really around. cool. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really cool to do that. So I think it's I think like it's funny because we we do like we had ten days. What nine broadcasts? Was it nine or ten? We had nine I broadcasts. Think, I, I think uh, some people said ten. Some people said nine. I th- I think including Sunday because we had the back to back broadcasts on Sunday. I right. think it did end up being ten. Okay, so I think 10 and seven, but whatever. It was yeah, it was a lot. Oddly enough, in the cornhole universe, for the people that really love cornhole, for those people that, you know, go to the local blind draws and do all that, the gauntlet, even though some of us want to call it the gauntlet, we're being told, no, it has to be called the pro qualifier. I think the gauntlet is one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing all year. I, I think it is because you know, look, there's a number of pros that have to go back through and requalify. It's not just random yeah. people that signed up. It's people that did not requalify with their pro card. It's it's and to watch everyone fight through and to get to the point. I mean, like you said, I mean, there's people that fight all day, all day, all day. Two bad bags, you're done. You're out. You don't qualify. Yeah. <laughs> That's so literally, hard. literally. There's only so many spots. <laughs> And you get to the very end, 32 is yeah. in and 33. You're sorry. Yeah. You know, it, it's so brutal. And it's like we said, it's, it's roughly 4%. It's roughly 4%, a little over, a little under, depending on the year, are, yeah. are, are the amount that qualify from the start of the day. That's mm. insane. Yeah. So if you want to look at it that way, you're 96 percentile if you qualify. Way to go. Yeah, really. So, um, all right. So, congratulations to uh, all the world champions. I mean, so such a crazy week, just incredible. Over two thousand players mm-hmm. from fifty different states. Um, total total winnings, I think, right around a million, maybe a little bit over a million dollars that was handed out throughout the throughout the week. So, just just an incredible week, an incredible scene. Um, congratulations to everyone with the ACL behind the scenes um, and, and to everybody with the TV production too, because, you know, it's, it's one thing to pull off an event like this, you know, over, over 10 days or over nine or 10 days and have all those broadcasts. It's another thing when you got to throw Ocho day in the middle of all that, right. With ESPN, wow. How so they, they, come, they come in, you know, on Friday and turn that whole arena basically into you know four or five different, uh, events right. or six or seven different events and then you gotta got flip it. it all back again so i mean it's just an incredible amount of of work behind the scenes by all the tv people and all the acl staff so you know trey and i were joking on that final broadcast i don't know if you got a chance to to hear I was, I was, we, I start, was, we started <laughs> we started like naming everybody i'm not gonna do that again yeah, yeah. but because because we'll forget people but i heard you great i heard job. you trying to go through them all trey, trey's so yeah. good with that stuff but i heard i heard like and then you got to a point there was a couple of names like do we yeah, they count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started throwing everybody in there. It was pretty fun. But no, congratulations. I mean, the ACL did did a, a great job. And of course, the winners, you know, like Trey and I talked about on the broadcast, you know, world championships. We talk about nationals. Nationals are big. World championships define careers. 
um, in the sport. And Can we talk about I know you want to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I'll, I'll let you get to it. I'm not going to break into your segue. I, I was I was disappointed in how some of the people reacted to the World Championships. Players. Well, I was I was going to ask you. Yeah, so I was going to wrap up this little thank you to everybody. Um, and it, it, it was a terrific event. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, but but behind the scenes, there's always things you know that that need to be improved, and always things that that we kind of scratch our heads yeah. at sometimes. So, well, right, I, I will name two names: what, what, what Kat Kennedy Halbert, what Josh Keck, and a, and a few other people, you know, and then Curtis and Daniel, and what those people do all week. I don't think people really get how hard it is for them Probably to do not. all of that. You yeah. know, I really don't think they do. And so, big shouts to them because that's that's yeoman's work, man. That's yeah. I tell people I've got the easiest job in the building, and I really do. You know, hey, it's a, it's like my brother who's an accountant. Um, a fir- he's a partner in his firm, right? Um, you don't know what tax season is like for an accountant unless right. you go through it. I mean, literally sixty to eight hour weeks for these people. But again, you know, they can say that, but you don't know what it's like until you go through it. <laughs> Same thing right. with the people you're talking about. You you have no yeah. idea what they go through behind the scenes, literally blood, sweat, and tears to put that whole thing together. So anyway, True. Good job. True. all right. So g- yeah. give me your overall thought thoughts. What, what, uh, what'd you like? What, what, what didn't you like? What I, what I liked is the complete buy-in from certain people when they had an opportunity to be on TV. And I didn't like the fact that there were a couple people that were like, Hey, I did what I wanted to. It doesn't matter if I win or lose. As far as teams or as far as... No, as far as individuals. I mean, they're, 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 um, there was one individual who obviously wanted to win and did in singles. I think it was a statement for Jamie Graham. I thought he was... Yeah. He'd listen to us badmouth him for half a season, or me specifically, right? I was going to say, us, don't throw me into that. I had him uh, uh, You threw him out of there a couple of times. But no, but I, I did. I went out and talked to him. I did. You're about, right. We, we did. I went up and talked to him about it. And, you know, he was like, dude, so what do you have to say now? I was like, you're the man, right? You are the man. And I thought it was a statement win. And I, th- I called his, his uh, bracket on streaming and he had to come through the loser's bracket. And he had to beat Matt Guy, Mark Richards, Kyle Malone, yeah. uh, Trey Birchfield, Josh Holland, and then double dip Adam Hisner back to back to back to back to back. I mean, it was, it was unreal watching him that day and then watching him refocus and be fairly dominant. You know, Gavin gave him a great run and made a great comeback in the semis, but he was fairly dominant, you know, and winning that championship. So kudos, man, the only two-time world champion, right? And he takes it serious. The world championship meant something to him. There are other players, and I'm not going to name them, where it just didn't seem to mean that much to them, and I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you wouldn't want that to cap off your year. I don't get that thought process. It'd all. be a lot more fun if you'd name them. I've gotten in a lot of trouble. I'm not going to make you do it. I've gotten in a lot of trouble this season saying things. I've uh, mentioned some people by name, even though I don't think I said anything that wasn't true. But I have mentioned some people by name, and I feel bad about them being upset about it. So I'm leaving names out for a while. But I will. it won't be hard to decipher that there were people that were said they, they accomplished all they needed to accomplish. They didn't care whether they won or lost. Yeah. And that's shocking to me. You're playing for a world championship. It's, some, it's something that will matter in this sport for a very long time. Some of the other things may come and go. I don't know. It's uh, I, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. 
I um I, I and I'm not I'm not bringing up this name because this is who you're talking about because I I honestly do not know who you're talking about, but but I I I don't know what to feel about Tony Smith because I I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this on me because I I I I feel like I so badly like we we, we I'm I'm truly happy for everyone who wins right I mean yeah. we joked earlier that that uh, one of my one of my misses this year was Eddie Rindersleeve. And I'm sure I'm not alone, but we never had him as a guest, never really talked about him. And he had right. a great year. I mean, he really had a great year. You know, wins wins two doubles, nationals, and the doubles world championship. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just, just a great year with with Caleb. Um, I, I so badly, like, like so, so so I'm I'm happy for Eddie, right? I'm happy and for And mixed doubles. I'm happy for Jamie. Happy, yeah, I'm happy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy for Jamie Graham. Um you know, I, I I just I just I really root for everybody. I, I root for storylines really more than than anything else, right? Because we want we want everything. You know, we want the sport to look good and be entertaining. I think I think I feel I, I don't know. I, I have weird thought. I don't know if I feel. I don't want to say I feel bad for Tony, um, because I mean he just didn't play very well on the broadcast court. But I I think in the back of my mind, I think I think I'm always rooting. For a Mark Richards, I think I'm always rooting for a Tony Smith. I think I'm rooting for someone to come in and take over this sport and blow it up to the next level, right? And become a superstar. And I feel like we are on the cusp of that a couple times this year, right? Like right away out of the gates, we have we had Justin Burton Jr., right? And we're all like, "Whoa, look out here!" Like he won the first two. This could be this could be a huge storyline. You know, and I and I've mentioned him before. How much I'm a huge fan. I just like watching him play. There's some sort of presence right. about him. You know, when he walks by, I want to know where he's playing because I like to I like to watch him play. Um, I feel like Jamie Graham kind of has that presence. Um, Mark Richards, um, you know, he kind of had a flash where all of a sudden it's like, wait, well, okay, wait a second. First it was JBJ. Now Mark maybe taken over again, but it was always Tony. Right? Goes oh for his last six though. In, in nationals and at worlds, you know, on that main broadcast stage. And, and I so badly, like, like that season was there for him to have one of the greatest se- seasons of all sure. time, even, even bigger than Mark's last year. And I so badly, I think, want that. I want that dynasty. I want that one person. Yes. So, you know, again, I'm happy for Jamie. I, I truly am. I mean, he's, he's one of my OGs. I've, I've mentioned that on the show many times. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to think about Tony. I, I, I'm sure he's hurt. I'm sure he's disappointed. Um, I, I I almost feel like it was a missed he, opportunity for the sport. I, I, don't, I don't know if he is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he is. Like, I'm with you. Uh, you you mentioned Colin Cowherd a lot. It's one of your favorite uh, yeah. sports broadcasters. He talks about this a great deal, and I happen to agree with him, even though I didn't when he first said it. Every sport is better when there's a dynastic person or team. Everyone disagrees. Well, no, I don't want the Yankees to win all the time. Yeah, you do. Because if you look at their ratings and you look at what happens, people watch more when there's someone to beat. They don't watch as much when it's this person wins, that person wins, this team, like when it gets shared. And Wally and I have had an argument on this. And he's like, no, I like it better when a lot of different people win. I was like, yeah, no, that's great for sharing. But sports – in and of themselves, do better when there is a dynasty because, A, it gives the people that like them a chance to root, and then it gives everybody that doesn't like them a chance to root. So then Mm -hmm. everyone's invested. 
Whereas if someone, if this person's winning this week and that person's winning this week, you know, and, and winning all the majors, it loses something. Now, if you're completely invested in all these people and you're friends with them, I get it, right? It is fun and it's great to shake hands with different people and give them a hug and say, way to go. But for the sport to be bigger than it is right now, it needs that dynastic person or team. Yeah. I think we're getting that. I think we're getting that with a team, but no one feels that way. Eddie Grindersleeve and Caitlin Batson won the last two nationals and the world championship. But do you get the feeling that they are the most dominant team ever? Because yeah, essentially yeah. that's what they are. Yeah. We, we joked about it on the broadcast. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and I just think the sport would be better if a Tony Smith or a Mark Richards or a Jamie, whomever just took it to, you know, I guess Matt guy did do that years ago, but the sport mm-hmm. wasn't there years ago. It's here now. And we don't have that. And I think it would be great. And I, and I don't know that we don't have that because that person's not talented enough. I don't know if we don't have that because there's not the buy-in from that person 100% of the time. And he may disagree with me. But there are times you get his A game and there are times when it's not working for him and he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm done. Yeah. And that's too bad. But he's also very young and I think he'll learn to get past that. I mean, I, I mean, look, you're talking about Tony. I'll talk about Tony. I still think you're talking about a handful, less than a handful of players when you're talking sheer hand, arm, bad talent. He's in the top three. Oh. On the planet. On so the planet. Tony was at playing least. at a different level than everybody else on, uh, what was it, Thursday or Friday? Whenever, whenever, whenever singles was. Th- Thursday was doubles, Friday was singles, I think, something like that, whatever. Yeah. During qualifying, I'm telling you, um, different level. I'm sure you'd agree. Most people did. Most people walking around shaking their head like, wow, this, this is insane. Right. And then there's times you don't get that same buy-in. And, and, you know, I know he was struggling with the boards and his bag on, on, on in the semifinal, but it was if it was like, you know, well, that's not working, so I'm done. Whatever. I'm out of here. Like, that's great. Like, that's not. Like, yeah. And, and not, if, you get, if, if you get his buy-in to be like, you know what, it's not working. I'm going to find another way. I'm going to go to my B game and figure out, figure out a way to get this done. I think that you're talking about him maybe being that person. Because I think from a talent for talent perspective, now look, I know Jamie Graham would argue with me on this, and I know there's a couple others that would as well. But I think when you start talking talent for talent, it's a really small conversation of about four and five guys. And he's at the top of that list. Yeah, he's so good. So good. I don't think Mark Mark Richards is on that list. I think where Mark puts himself – as one of the two or three best players in the world, is his ability to fight through things, his ability to mm-hmm. be through the process, his ability to hang in there and just put you under constant pressure. He doesn't do, he doesn't make the mistakes that other guys make. And if he does, shakes it off. Let's do something else. Let's figure something else out. I, I think that's what puts him there. I don't know if his bag talent or his arm talent is as truly talented as a as a Tony Smith. You know, yeah, we've uh, talked about that more. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Yeah, there's there's a few there's a few that you put in that list. Yeah, like Devin Harbaugh, for example. Why isn't Devin winning? Because he's on that list. Why isn't he winning? And I loved it. Devin knows I love Devin. I've spoken with Devin about this. I'm not yeah. talking out of turn when I say this. 
Why isn't he? Right. And we talked about at the beginning of the year what a massive jump he had made psychologically. But there's still another hurdle for him to get to, because once again, from bag to bag talent, you're hard pressed, man, to find somebody with more sheer talent than that guy. Yep. But anyway, I, I, I don't know where we were headed with this conversation. Where, where, where are we? I was. Who, who are you? I was, I was. Who is this guy? Um. Yeah, I was just wondering what you liked and what you. But I don't want to. I don't want to say what you liked and what you didn't like because no, the, whole week, the whole week was great. But you know, yeah. some things that maybe just made you scratch your head. So obviously, yeah, that yeah. Was- I think that's the best way to put it. It's not didn't like. I mean, you, these people are playing their sport at a level we're lucky enough to see. We're not lucky enough to be behind the scenes at some other sports, right? Mm-hmm. We don't get to see that up close and personal like we do with this. Mm-hmm. And they're playing this sport at a level now that's kind of freakish, man. I mean, really, if you think about it, yeah, it's kind of freakish how talented people have gotten. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, put behind me what we saw for the weekend because, un- unfortunately, what happened over the weekend on the broadcast court really was not indicative of what we saw all year long. I'd agree with yeah. that. So, I mean, we saw such high-level play, and that's sports, right? I mean, how many times do we see just great, awesome games come from behind wins by teams during the NFL season, right? And you get down to the final two teams for the Super Bowl, and it's a freaking stinker. Right. It's sports. It's sports. It just happens sometimes. Yep. And and this this weekend, I'm trying to kind of put behind me what we saw in those in those uh, on those broadcast matches because behind the scenes. Some of the things that I saw throughout the week were yeah, all right, yeah. What was the what was the favorite? I know I'm putting you on the spot because I can't really think of my single favorite thing. But what was your favorite thing? Um, if you can put it, believe, believe it or not, I mean, my my favorite moment might have been the team's final. So funny. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, you know, and, and now, all right, there's, there's, there's been, you know, there's been some conversations behind the scenes. Um, uh, I, I don't want to throw a name out there, but, but I talked to a couple of, of players who weren't real happy about how the ACL kind of restructured the teams um, mm-hmm. to where it, you know, again, for those of you who are just kind of casually jumping in and out of the sport, the uh, team's final, well, the semifinals and the final were a best of seven. Um, but, Throughout the year on the national broadcasts, there were there were some four ones. I think I think there was one game seven during our broadcasts uh, throughout the year. A lot of a lot of game fives, uh, a few game sixes. Might have been yeah, it was tough. Four it was tough. Yeah, it, 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 but the last three were great. Yeah. So so well, yeah. So the ACL tweaked it. So the ACL said, you know what? We'll let you we'll let you guys pick your matches who you want who you're going to play against, but we're going to put the lineup. We're going to set the lineup of mm. how the seven matches are played. Just, you know, so, so it's, it's the minds behind the scenes. I wasn't aware of that. That's great. Lining. Really? I, dude, I'm not in that room, man. Okay. So, so, so yeah. So, so the minds behind the scenes were lining up these seven teams um, to try and get, okay, well, these guys are going to win these two. These guys are winning these two. This guy will win this guy, you know, whatever. Let's see if we can get this two game seven. The teams were still getting the matches. The teams still got to, you know, I, I, we, we, so they weren't choosing who they had going against the, I don't understand what the tweak was. So, all right. So before, before the teams would be, the the teams would, it was a, it was kind of a snake, right? Snake pick. So, Mm -hmm. so let's say, let's say you and I are captains, right? You get to pick the first doubles team 
that you yeah. want to play. So you say, so you say, you know, I'm going to throw Justin Burton Jr. Right. and yeah. Devin Harbaugh out there, right. out there first, right? So then I'm like, okay, well, since you're you're throwing your A guys, I'm going to throw my A guys, or maybe or maybe my philosophy is, since you're throwing your A guys, I'm going to throw my B plus guy. Maybe I can try and sneak a win and keep my A guys later. So, so we were allowed to, you know, then, then, then I would pick who I wanted to go next. You'd pick your next team, but but it was in a lineup all the way through the seven teams, you know, through the seven doubles teams. So what the ACL said was you guys pick the matchup. So, so you and I, as captains, would get to pick who, you know, which doubles team we want. Uh, They had their six matchup. They made the ACL people may have been like, oh, we'll move it to second. Yes. So, but then the ACL people got to pick the order. So thinking, thinking, you know, maybe this would be a good way to get, you know, a, a game seven. Well, it, it was perfect. Well, so what does that mean? Because all three got down to game seven. Well, that, that means was, it was great. That that sounds great, but it also sounds like people at the ACO, obviously Trey and some others, apparently know more how to do that than other people to get to game seven. Like because, <laughs> well, well, at least to get a good television product. But the other, but the other captains are trying to win. But you still get the same matchups that you want. But so, you don't get I mean, them in order. You don't get them in the order. Those captains were trying to win 4-0. Right? Correct. If you think about it. Right. And so maybe the captains were – like certain captains were very good and they just got penalized for that a little bit. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't know that happened. But yeah. kudos to those guys for making that happen because the semis and the finals were game sevens. It was great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, all three went down to game seven. But I would be super so, mad if I lost in that situation. But it but it shows it shows you though how evenly matched these teams actually were. Mm-hmm. Not only did they come down to game seven, game seven, they came down to the final round. Yeah, you know, game seven. So it was, that was stressful. It was, you know, yeah. I, so yes, you know, I, I see where you're going with this, and 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 I want to be on that side because the, like the baseball guy in me comes to life, and I'm like, if I'm a manager. And I'm putting together my one through nine starting lineup. I, you know, I lineup. Do not mess with that. I mean, right. like, I, I want that lineup. <laughs> I want to win 4-0. If I'm the manager, if it's my job right. to pick my team, I want to win 4-0, and I'm sorry if it's bad television. Yeah. Just like if I'm going into the World Series, I'm going to pitch my – I'm going to select my pitching staff so I can win 4-0. And if NBC or Fox or whomever is upset, sorry, I just won the World Series. But here's the deal. If you have four <laughs> yeah. dominant teams, right? Shouldn't you right. win anyway? I mean, if you're that confident, well, not when you get to that teams. Point. Not when you if get. To, I mean, look, I, I thought there were, I thought there was a reason the Ringers were the best team late in the season. Yeah, I think, I think, I think they and the Burn actually did think through it more than a lot of other people. But yeah, it, was, it, it, it was interesting because even Devin Harbaugh. Even through all the lineup change, you know, the, the, and the tweaking, he still said if they win the first one, they're going to win 4-0. So he still liked the lineup that the league came up with. Now that yeah. didn't happen. It went 2-2, and then it went 3-3, and of course came down to that game seven. Yeah. Um, which which How much fun was that? I, I hate I hate the fact that Gage, I'm calling you out. You can't if you call a timeout. Guess what? The other team gets the timeout too. Every sport forever and ever and ever. You call the timeout, they get the full timeout. That's that's part of calling the timeout. And I hate that they tried to get sneaky because it almost cost them that match. Because then Adrian Brunson like throws a bag he wasn't even concentrating on, thinking they pulled a fast one. I mean, I hated that. I hated that. I mean, you call a timeout, other team gets the timeout. That's yep. that's sports. Brunson you was know? so good. Oh man, but, I, th- um, I mean, how how big? 
And it shows you how big sometimes getting a 10 is. That last, oh, yeah. his last, his last bag to get the two to get 10 instead of, you know, leaving an eight out there. And they probably lose with that. Eight. Yeah. But he gets yep. the 10 and it solidifies the win. But yeah, that was teams was fun. It was fun to watch everyone kind of buy in. Yeah, it was super no. exciting. I mean, it really was like when they won the, you know, the world championship, the cheating, um, they, they all came, they all came pouring stuff. out and, and you, and the ring, the ringers probably weren't the most exciting team that I saw during the year as far as as far as team chemistry goes. Um, I, I thought, I thought yeah. California had a ton of energy. Arizona obviously had a ton of energy and team can spirit. We, uh, Carolina can we talk had a about that? Bit. California was the most exciting team chemistry wise all season long. I called them on the last day and they weren't even standing together. I don't know what happened. Hmm. But. Every like I don't know like if you, you weren't there like on the on the you know during teams days when they would play and we'd have them on streaming courts, but it was California all of them. You could hear wherever they were in the building. If it was on the other side of whatever building it was, you knew where they were, right? Mm-hmm. And they were dead silent the last day. And I don't I mean, did someone like was there a fight or something that we didn't know about? But like. You, you could hear them wherever they were in the building, and then they were super quiet on that last day. And that was yeah, I, don't, I, I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't yeah. notice. And that happens. You, you hear other sports people say, for whatever reason, we were just flat. Yeah, hard to explain, but it was strange. But considering the teams, the, was, the teams was um, the teams was really was really fun. I mean, Super Hole was was exciting. Um, you know, Shamar. Having Shamar out there, and and it was good to see Trey Birchfield win again, and it was good to see him smile again. Um, so that was good. I, By the way, can I say something real quick about Shamar? Yeah. Um, just huge, huge props to Shamar. Um, I I, I witnessed a moment um, after Super Bowl on Friday night. Um, you know, there was there was a big uh, VIP party, whatever mm-hmm. after party after Super Bowl party afterwards. Yeah. Ton of people inside there. I mean, there was a ton of people inside there. Some that. We're supposed to be there. Probably some that weren't supposed to be there, but that's okay. Right, right. But it made me, I, I, I witnessed a moment for a long time that made me think about Cal Ripken. Um, Cal Ripken just used to be, it, it was great. He would, he would basically get, I think it was Cal Ripken. Yeah, it was Cal Ripken. He'd get a pen, right, before mm-hmm. the game. And he would sign autographs until the pen was out. And once the mm-hmm. pen was out, you know, his night was done. But he never, he never refused anybody. You know, I mean, he would just sign and sign and sign and sign. And I used to, I used to witness baseball players like that that would just sign and sign and sign. Now, on the flip side, you'd see some players that weren't like that, right? But, but it's so great when you see an athlete or a celebrity who really appreciates the moment and takes and and, and takes yeah. advantage of that to really like marinate at and least a thousand that. pictures. At least yeah, a thousand. Shamar, I mean, Shamar didn't say no to anybody, Bernie. I mean, he, so many people, I mean, one after another after another. He was on all night. He was loving it. He's taking pictures. He's signing autographs. You know, the women are coming. I saw a woman, one woman who came up. It was hilarious. One woman who came up, and, you know, he was giving the, the, these, these women you know, a big smooch on the cheek. And, mm-hmm. um, and so she sticks her cheek out. And just as he comes up, she turns like this. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Him. That oh my funny. God! And you know, you would you would have thought you know that that I don't know maybe he wouldn't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't it's Shamar. He's probably not gonna not like that. But he had so much fun with it. He's like, you sneaky little. You know, I mean, he yeah. he just totally like. I I just I I I thought that was so cool the way that he took so much time to talk to so many amazing. fans and players and staff. 
Um, he gave me a big hug. I mean, he doesn't really, I mean, yeah. we know each other obviously, but not, not great, but I mean, it was just, it was just such a really neat moment. I mean, that, that was probably one of my favorite moments also just to see him embrace. Yeah. Them. I, I yeah, snuck in a person to get a picture with him and I tried to make it like, Oh, I need to, he's like, you've got the pictures. What are you talking about? And then, and then I think he realized it was for some, for someone else. Yeah. And then he took, you know what I mean? Like at first he was like, what are you talking about? And then he realized there was someone else with me and he could kind of, but yeah, I talked to him about, it. I said, dude, how do you do it? So like, I'm telling you, I can do it for 30 minutes. And then I'd be like, all right, fellas, we're out. But you know, like that's, he just kept going and going. Kept going. I mean, it, I mean, and I joke, it sounds like I'm exaggerating minimum a thousand pictures minimum. And I'm not exaggerating. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't possibly go against that. It, it was, it was, it was over and over and over for hours. Yeah. It's so, but he was great. I mean, he was saying he's such a great ambassador for the, the sport. Um, it was oh, just really way, neat to see him. To by see by him. the way, did you see some of the other uh, celebs were kind of anti Shamar because they know he plays. Right. And so a lot of these other celebs never really play. And so I could see, like I was watching them and they were started pulling for each other against Shamar. Yeah. It was so funny because you're like, Oh, look at him. He plays. This is unfair. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was funny. They all I'm kind of sure started. Some people who didn't want him there, but you know, I mean, no, no, no. They they all had a blast. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But they were all kind of, kind of like you were saying. I'm making a set. You know, all the way back to the beginning of the show. It's good to have the king sometimes, right? Yeah. It's good to have everyone else want to beat the king, and that's kind of what was happening in Super Bowl. Because the rest of these folks don't really play for Shamar. Shamar set up his entire backyard to where he plays all the time. Yep, I love it. Right, and, and so they were like, oh, "Could someone please?" Like they were all kind of rooting for each other. It, it was funny. It was funny to watch. Yeah, I mean, out of the fairness of sport, he, uh, you know, if if someone wanted to be upset, and there, there may have been one, no. you know, who was upset, was, well. He didn't. He technically didn't qualify, but you know what? That's what happens. I mean, when you have athletes and celebrities playing in this thing, sometimes they're not going to be able to make it. When we had when we had Jason Turner play in one of our first ones this season, we knew that yeah, the Boston Red Sox probably were going to have a game <laughs> you know, tonight. Super Bowl. and be like, you know what? That was fun yeah. back then. We're not letting him go right now. Yeah, yeah, he's not flying down from Boston, you know, in a series against the Yankees uh, to play in Super Bowl. I mean, so we knew Tim Settle, right? The defensive yeah. tackle for for uh, that's what was so cool about uh, I wasn't Alexander it, Madison. So. I can't believe Madison made it. How cool was that of the Vikings? I thought. Yeah, nice guy too. Great guy. Yeah, yeah really good guy. So, whole, so yeah, so team teams was, teams was teams was great. Shamar was just awesome, and again, so much fun. And oh, real quick, by the way, David Lim, Odie, all the guys from SWAT who were there, yes. so great to just see them embrace the sport. Yeah, um, such great guys. It's good to see really, you, honestly. I hadn't seen him in so long. It was good to see him. I know. Yeah, it was great. It was great to see those guys. So that was that was a fun moment. Um, yeah, I mean those those are probably my favorite moments. And again, you know, Jamie winning, I thought was was really exciting. Um, you know, our doubles final was really exciting. Um, you know, Jamie, Jamie's, Jamie's matchup against Gavin, you know, got excited. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie blamed himself. He, he, he just kind of let, let his focus kind of wander. Cause he should have put that one away. He was up eight yeah. before, but, um, but yeah, and, then once, and then once it gets tight, Gavin, I mean, I felt so bad for Gavin, by the way, I felt so bad for Gavin. Yeah. Gavin took that one hard. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, it, that that was a tough loss. At least he was able to make a comeback. I mean, some of these other matchups that we saw, I I actually was going back and looking at some of these. I mean, we saw some numbers 
in some of these in some of these matchups that we may never see again. Um, I'm gonna try and find. Oh yeah, like I went I went back just out of curiosity just to just to see what some of the PPRs were, like in the double semifinals. Yeah. Here, you know what? All right, I'm just gonna throw out a little trivia question. So in the, all right, so in the in the semifinal that featured Mark Richards, Philip Lopez, Caleb Batson, and Eddie Grinnersleeve, right? So the final score was 21 to 11. Um, it was over pretty quickly. Um, guess how many four baggers were thrown in that game? I, well, I could never guess. I, I, off the top of my head, I have no Five, idea. Five? I mean. I, I, really couldn't, uh, I really couldn't hazard a guess. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. One? One. That's not surprising. I, I was going to say it was One. under five, but I didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark only hit twenty-one of his forty bags. I mean, th- these are numbers that we may we may never see again. Um, I mean, Philip Lopez a seven-point-eight PPR. I mean, a sub-eight PPR in the other semifinal uh, that went twenty-one rounds. Now it did have a good finish. It was twenty-three to twenty. Um, Gavin a seven-point-six-four PPR um, had one four-bagger. Uh, matter of fact, between Gavin, Tony, and Jacob Trusinski. Those guys only combined for five. Now, it was dirty. those were dirty games. I mean, that that wasn't those weren't slide games. So PPRs will go down in that instance. But yeah, sub eights, sub eights is rough. But again, it's like I've talked about before. It just doesn't make for great TV. So, but the doubles championship was incredible, right? Twenty-two to twenty. I mean, Caleb Caleb's PPR was just under eleven. Fisher was right at ten point eight. Uh, Eddie, Eddie had a tough matchup against Gavin Cano. I mean, it was a heck of a heck of a job by Eddie to stay in that one. When you play against Gavin Cano, you know it's going to be a defensive battle, and because Gavin is just first bag block. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Eddie played well the second half of that match. I thought Gavin was kind of running him into the ground a little bit there, and Eddie kind of collected himself and hit some big shots. Even though, you know, I thought Gavin did really well against him, but I don't know what the last three or four rounds, Eddie really stepped up and. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. All right, so we should probably get to our on, off, and in segment because I feel like we never leave enough time. Sure. And we're down to about our final ten minutes of the show, so if we don't do it, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time. Oh, just one more quick thing that I wrote down. Sure, sure, sure. Um, hey, great job by the players, by the way, of uh, with the interviews. Um, you know, we we. I've tried to coach um, a few of them behind the scenes. Uh, we did we did a you know pro seminar Zoom thing mm-hmm. one time and sent it out to the players. Um, but but it seems like they're listening. It seems like they're watching other other sports, maybe watching other interviews. The way they were actually thanking their sponsors and kind of talking about you know their journey and what worked and what didn't work. And hey, if you got to geek out on cornhole a little bit, if that makes you feel comfortable in your interview, do it. Cool. It sounds do great. It. The sports fan, the sports fan nowadays is so damn knowledgeable with the internet, right? Everyone's right. so knowledgeable. Like they want to hear, you know, something that they they can't learn on the internet or something they don't know. So as a player, when you win, you know, if you say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm really glad that these BG bags, you know, you know, were were working today for me. You know, I had to, I had to flip it over on the on the sticky side because the slick side was was so fast, the boards were fast, you know, and had to try and work around a block, whatever. Like when you geek out on that kind of stuff, the people at home are like, Wow, like this is like next level stuff. People yeah. love it. And that's what they were doing. I mean, it was just it was really I thought I thought it was really 
I thought that's what the players did a good job of. So, all right, we ready? Let's do it. All right, on, off, and in. You gonna go first again? You know what we should do? What's that? We we should we should alternate. Like I'll do my in, or however. If you want to start with off or in, you do your in. I do my in. You do your on the board. Like I think that would be fun. Okay, let's do let's do on first because I always feel like on is kind of. I feel like on is very subjective. Sure, sure. So, all right, let's do on first. So, so, all right, and and based on our conversation opening the podcast, maybe, maybe I, maybe I, he's going to obviously disagree. Okay. My on, I, I feel like my on is Jamie Graham. Um, I looked mm-hmm. back and I had him in my power rankings in two out of our last power rankings. I did drop him at one point during the middle of the season, but but that's not Jamie's fault. I mean, I'm I'm not blaming him as a player. You know, when I look back on my life at 25 or 26 years old, I could do another podcast on that. I had a lot of shit going on in my life when I was 25 right. or 26 years old. Absolutely. As we found out, as we found out <laughs> during the show, uh, not always uh, good to maybe air that. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know a family member might be might be listening, and and uh, you don't want that call, yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I know, but I had a lot of shit going on in my life. Jamie had a lot of stuff going on in his life, but after that middle part of the season, he he rededicated, I guess, for lack of a better word, to his craft. I mean, he kind of got lost in the game, and 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 you know, I I thought it was great. Um, I I feel like I feel like I always kind of had him there or on the outside looking in, and I I still knew that he was capable. I didn't think that he had ever lost his game. You heard me talk about him all season. I think there were times when I had him that, and that other people weren't talking about him. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to go him. And, and another reason yeah. I like Jamie is the same reason I like Ryan Windsor. Didn't really pan out with Ryan. I like guys who have gotten there and know how to win. I've talked about that with Fisher Hamilton, learning how to win. Right. Um, Jamie is a been there, done that guy. So for my on the board, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take Jamie as my on because I felt like he was always there this season. Well, I'm going to segue into my on the board with your learning how to win. And my player that I have on the board is someone that hasn't learned how to do that. I had him number one in my original power ranking. I had him very high in my power rankings all season until the end. But I'm on the board. He finished, I think, sixth uh, or seventh, you know, in singles, Devin Harbaugh. I, I think I think he's there. I don't think I'm that far off. I think... Like I said before, he's one of the three, four, five most talented, just sheer talent in the game, right? But he hasn't learned how to win yet. And that's 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 the last step for him. He has to learn how to win. Because I mean, if you look back to the to the first national in Corpus Christi, I think all of us thought, well, we're gonna see Devin again, and he's probably winning one of these. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he he gets to the finals, had to change backs twice. Like, we're going to see him again, and you know, it's probably going to happen, right? Yeah. Never did. And I and I think he just had that's just something left in his game is learning how to win. But I don't think I'm that far off. I, I still think he's he's there. He belongs there. So he's he's my on the board, Devin Harbaugh. All right, off the board. Ready. Yep. So th- this one's going to come out of left field a little bit. Um, I th- trust me, I, I had many things, but this one kind of hit me on the last day of Worlds. My off the board, Matt Sorrells. Congratulations, Matt Sorrells, wow. ACL pro again. Yes. And, and this has and this has nothing to do with Matt Sorrells as a person. Let me say that off the top. Um, he's he again. He's one of my OGs. I talk about this all the time. Our first four people I met in this sport outside of Trey were 
um, Jamie Graham, Noah Wooten, Brittany Emke, and Matt Sorrells. Those okay. four could not have been more generous with their with their time. Allowed me to just just you know puke a bunch of stupid questions at them about cornhole, and they okay. helped me. Matt, I've had a great relationship with him, but I didn't think he still had the passion for the game, or 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 the ability. Not not because he didn't have the ability before, but because I, I wasn't sure that he was still out there dedicating himself to the game. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he still had that passion to play again. But dang, I mean, I'm off the board on that. He's got a passion for the game. He's playing at a high level. I saw some of his stats. Um, he played, he really played well. He's he got his, his pro card again. So he's 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 back in the game. He and I had a long he has great ideas of where he wants the sport to go. So not only can he play, he has not lost the passion for it. Sure. Uh, and he and he's back. So Matt Sorrells is my was my off the board. That's a good one, by the way. Well done, sir. I like that one. Mine is actually Jamie Green. I was one of those people that was worried about Jamie. I was not only worried, I was worried about his arm at one point. I was obviously worried about stuff away from the court. You know, there were so many players that kind of came along that had that five-tool game. In a way, I felt like Jamie was kind of the first to really have that. But then here come all these younger guys, younger, Jamie's like 24, all these guys that come in, yeah, yeah, crazy. But anyway, all these guys had come in with all this all-court game, and I was really wondering if the game had maybe, I don't know, passed him by. I mean, he was still a top 10, top 15 player, but I was just wondering, you know, do we see him get back to that level again? Wrong. Wrong. When Jamie Graham wants to win, Jamie Graham finds a way to win. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there are some people that will say he'll push limits, on a court, but he'll find ways to get in his opponent's head, blah, 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 all that stuff, whatever. Jamie Graham is still one of the, if not the best player in the game. I was off the board. My bad. World champion. World champion. Second time around. Yep. Two-time world champion, yeah. Yeah. All right, and uh, we got to get moving here. About three or four minutes left. So my in the hole, here we go again. Um, last time, for one last time, in 2023, <laughs> there was a person who was a co-host of the show who went on Uh-oh. another show that's also on this network, Uh-oh. and in his hot take, said, 2023, the slide game will dominate at the end of the season. And sure enough, Jamie Graham wins the world championship. So I know, can he lay a block? Sure, he can lay a block. But here's the deal with this, and, and I'm done with this. I'm not even going to call it slide game versus versus block game anymore i'm now going to refer to it as offense versus defense and at the end of it you look at all these stats we don't have time again i wrote them all down so all that preparation is now out the window (laughs) offense wins i'm going to say it again and i'll give you your time offense wins and it doesn't matter the sport i started looking real quick at some other sports before we came on college basketball gonzaga arizona alabama miami yukon all were some of the top scoring teams in the country where do we mm-hmm. see them? Oh, that's right. We saw them all in the NCAA tournament, and UConn won the won the championship. In sure. the NFL, top-scoring teams, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Buffalo, San Francisco, Cincinnati, all of them amongst the final five teams in the NFL, right? And one of those, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions. Major League Baseball, let's go to the season right now. Top-scoring teams in Major League Baseball, Texas, Dodgers, Atlanta, Baltimore, all four of those teams leading their division right now because they're scoring. The only exceptions, Minnesota and Milwaukee, doesn't matter. They're playing. It's terrible baseball. No one wants to watch it anyway. <laughs> Offense 
wins. Offense wins. Offense is exciting. Offense is sexy. Offense means money. Score. The object of the game is to put the bag in the hole. And for those who do it, they win. They are champions. Offense wins, and it reigns supreme again. (laughs) My in the hole, nowhere near as exciting as that. My in the hole, and the only reason I have it as my in the hole, because at the beginning of the season, our original power rankings, I did not not have Matt Guy in my top ten. I caught so much flack for that. This is a good one. I, I mean, I caught, I mean, and not just from the fire folks. Not just from them. I caught so much flack for that. You don't know what you're talking about. Other people that we work with saying that you're out of your mind. Well, they finished 20. Still a great year considering the level of talent, but not in the top 10. I'm sticking with it. That's my in the hole. I was right because that that style of offensive game doesn't win anymore. You have to have more than just the slide game. You have to have more. Just that's, why, that's why I'm not doing it. That's why I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying slide versus block game anymore. That's not. You got. You got to have more because the hybrid. The hybrid player, Caleb Batson. I'm talking to you because yeah. the hybrid player. The hybrid player can still block and score. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's I, now I, it's I, versus. Defense. And I look, And I'm not. Not Matt won a bracket in a national which is super hard to do. It's like making a Final Four. It's super hard to do. Matt Guy is still one of the best players in the world. He's the first face on the Mount Rushmore of Cornhole, and it's not even a discussion. However, if he doesn't figure out another – I mean, even Damon Dennis has has developed some sort of cut shot, a little bit bit of something else that's not just straight slide airmail. That game is on its – now – Unless someone comes along and does it at a, I mean, statistical leader to your statistical leader this season, once again, Matt Guy. Highest PPR, Matt Guy. Yep. 20. Your highest PPR is good enough for 20th. Yep. So you still have to play a little defense. I, I hear your argument, but you still have to be able, you have to be able to do more than just one or two things. And I, and I think the top 10 represents that. If you look at every person in the top 10, you see players that have a much a, a full repertoire of what they can do on the board. Now, will that be different next year? Who knows? Maybe next year, Matt Guy's back, number one player, and, and he's up around an 11 PPR for the season, which would be the most astronomical thing ever. Hey, dude, right? I hate to cut you off. We're, we're, out, we're, we're, we're already we're 30 done. seconds over. We're, we're, over. we're done. We're out of here. All right. I'm yeah. done. Well, you know what? We'll talk more about this next week. Sure. All right, gives us a place to start. All right, dude. Hey, uh, great to see you at the World Championships. Congratulations again to everybody. What an incredible week. And we will see you again next week. Thanks, everybody. See ya.